Such verses as these people write when they are in love, but no man in his senses ever thinks of printing them. Here one of the sorrows of life, in which there is real poetry, gave itself vent, not that barren grief which the poet may only hint at, but never depict in its detail misery and want, that animal necessity, in short, to snatch at least at a fallen leaf of the breadfruit tree, if not at the fruit itself. The higher the position in which one finds oneself transplanted, the greater is the suffering. Every day necessity is the stagnant pool of life. No lovely picture reflects itself therein. Lieutenant, love, and lack of money, that is a symbolic triangle, or much the same as the half of the shattered die of fortune. This the lieutenant felt most poignantly, and this was the reason he leant his head against the window and sighed so deeply. The poor watchman out there in the street is far happier than I. He knows not what I term privation. He has a home, a wife, and children who weep with him over his sorrows, who rejoice with him when he is glad. Oh, far happier were I, could I exchange with him my being, with his desires, and with his hopes, perform the weary pilgrimage of life. Oh, he is a hundred times happier than I. In the same moment, the watchman was again watchman. It was the shoes that caused the metamorphosis, by means of which, unknown to himself, he took upon him the thoughts and feelings of the officer. But, as we have just seen, he felt himself in his new situation much less contented, and now preferred the very thing which but some minutes before he had rejected. So then the watchman was again watchman. That was an unpleasant dream, said he, but t'was droll enough altogether. I fancied that I was the lieutenant over there, and yet the thing was not very much to my taste after all. I missed my good old mother and the dear little ones, who almost tear me to pieces for sheer love. He seated himself once more and nodded. The dream continued to haunt him, for he still had the shoes on his feet. A falling star shone in the dark firmament. There falls another star, said he. But what does it matter? There are always enough left. I should not much mind examining the little glimmering things somewhat nearer, especially the moon, for that would not slip so easily through a man's fingers. When we die, so at least says the student for whom my wife does the washing, we shall fly about as light as a feather from one such a star to the other. That's, of course, not true, but would be pretty enough if it were so. If I could but once take a leap up there, my body might stay here on the steps for what I care. Behold, there are certain things in the world to which one ought never to give utterance except with the greatest caution, but doubly careful must one be when we have the shoes of fortune on our feet. Now just listen to what happened to the watchman, 